Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. Well, we are back for a very exciting episode, but before I introduce my guests, I want to make an announcement. Uh, for those of you that haven't listened to the past episode, I want to remind you that there is now a Patreon that you can subscribe to, which is at patreon.com slash ttwithbb. But by doing so, I'm going to start providing a bonus series of episodes where I dive deep into music history. Now, and I'm not just talking electronic music and trance. For those who have listened to this podcast and have uh, heard about that specific genre, I'm talking about all music minus country. But I may have somebody that is a guest in the future that might like country that can join me on the bonus episodes. I don't know. Depends on the community out there that will join the Patreon. So if you join the Patreon for $1, you will be able to access these special episodes coming up. So without further ado, I want to introduce my guest, Diana, as she and I met at uh, a Lucifer convention in 2019 in LA uh, because we were both fans of the show, wanted to meet other like-minded fans, and then since we've interacted on social media and we talk a little bit about that, but since season five of Lucifer is about to premiere on August 21st, I thought another conversation with another lovely fan would be a great way to bring in the new season. So without further ado, I give you my chat with Diana Lahotsky. Well, thank you, Diana, for joining the pod. I uh, wanted to reach out to fellow Lucifer fans as season five approaches. But before we get into our discussion about Lucifer, um, I wanted to talk about kind of how we met and all of the developments and such and kind of get your set of the story of what you love about Lucifer and the show before we get into kind of more about what we think season five is going to bring. So Thanks for joining. Thank you for having me. It's really good to actually hear your voice and not just talk over social media. True. Uh, text is kite. You don't get to talk very much. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I was a kind of a late bloomer to Lucifer. Um, I didn't discover it until it was on Netflix, which makes me a little sad because I know I would have been right there with everybody trying to save it. Um, but my think- aunt... What? I'm the same way. I didn't find it till last year on Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my aunt was the one who told me about it, actually. Um, her and I were in Italy, and she's like, oh, this is cool new show. And I was like, uh, well, I'll put it on my list, but I don't know. <laughs> so the beginning of 2019 rolled around, and I'm like, I need to watch something. Like, well, she keeps telling me about this show about the devil, I guess. I immediately fell in love with it. I, I don't remember how long it took me to watch it, but it wasn't long at all. So I just, there were so many things that I love about it. It's from the acting to the cinematography to the music especially to the message that that it sends i mean this is a show that has about the devil that has more christian values than so many other things out there it's crazy um it uh helped me to question 
a lot of things which desperately needed questioning in my life, and it kind of drew me out of this darker place that I was in, and I am forever grateful. Um, it connected me with so many other fans, and now I have all of these friends all over the world that I couldn't imagine my life without them. So it's it's definitely a community um, that I have come to absolutely love, and I am very happy to be a part of. Likewise, um, when when you started watching the show, and because you, you mentioned just now, mm-hmm. there are aspects of the show that immediately suck you in. When you watched the pilot, did within the first five to ten minutes, did you just get drawn in by the fact that like all of the TV tropes of that we're used to, I guess, were mm-hmm. kind of thrown out the window with the fact that like the character, like Tom as Lucifer was just very in your face about who he was and what yes. he was doing. Yes, within the first five minutes, it was with the the song that started playing with that awesome car. And, you know, Tom is just very easy on the eyes. But the wit and the humor especially is what drew me in. Because I'm not much for procedural shows, but this had that element of fun with it. And I love fractured fairy tales. So take a character that everybody knows, flip its story on its head. It's probably why I love Wicked so much, why why I loved Once Upon a Time so much. You've got Lucifer, this character who everybody thinks they know, now it's a completely different story. He's your hero now, and I love those stories. Everyone can be redeemed. (laughs) Even even our fictional characters. Right, and I think the writing is, is... Well, it's gotten exponentially better over each season, but I think the <laughs> fact that, like, from even season one, when it was on Fox, it was well-written to the point that, like, there was a little bit more depth to each character. They were actually developing each character. It wasn't just about two or three of the characters. It was about the ensemble, and it has evolved since then because we've seen over four seasons now and into five that... You know, there's more depth per character. But what was, I think, different about it being a procedural drama is that even though there was the the cop, buddy cop element, there's still, like, more behind... There's still, like, each episode... Not only do the characters get something out of the storyline, but I think you as a viewer. Would you have to agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. The... Whatever case they were working on, it always had something to do with what was going on in their lives. Because Lucifer, you know, he used every case to learn something about himself, about the world. But he did it in the most entertaining way possible. And, um, yeah, it wasn't just about him. That's, that's another reason why I loved it. Otherwise, I think it would get old. I like that we got to learn about all of these characters and you're seeing a journey with all of them. And I may not like where some of them have gone, but the writing is genius. It, it is complete genius. And I don't, I don't know if you had a chance to check out my last episode with Justin, but we, I, I let him know about his musical choices being kind of what drew me in as well. Like you mm-hmm. said, you mentioned like the song in the very first scene of the pilot just grabs you and then each 
episode has some sort of musical oh theme, yeah also it kind of intertwines with the character and and kind of goes with the club and the <laughs> piano bar aspect so it that that was another thing that drew me in but i also so you you also went to lucycon right you went to i did i did i I bought a ticket, I got on that plane, and I went by myself, not knowing quite what to expect. And I, I'm so glad I did. That what was, was one your... of the most fun times I've ever had. <laughs> yeah, it was, a, it was a fun weekend. So what was your most surprising aspect of LucyCon? And what, what kind of, other than the just like, of course, we had the photo ops with the cast mm-hmm. members, and we had panels but I actually thought I got more about meeting other fans what what was one of the most surprising and and enjoyable moments for you it was absolutely meeting the fans um these people from all over came to LA for this LucyCon I know that some came in early some stayed a few days after I myself came in uh, a day earlier uh there was a group of us that went to go take a tour of um, one of the buildings that was uh, featured in the in the show. And what I loved the most about just the whole experience was how open everybody was. Oh, you want to talk about this? Let's talk. Let's get to know each other. Let's become friends. That to me was amazing. There was no malice. There was no, everyone just, there was all this love all over the place. And I could finally find this group of people who I felt understood what I was trying to say, what I was going through myself. And it just took, it took the weight off of my shoulders and I will forever be grateful. They, um, yeah, they accepted me as one of their own, even though I hadn't been a fan for that long. And I I think that was the coolest aspect because that was the same thing. I, uh, I had met people kind of online a little bit and then met up with people once I got to LA, but it was because at the time I was still living in Arizona. So I came <laughs> over and then ended up meeting people once I got to the hotel. And it was just cool just hanging out with people in between events, too. Because, like, everybody just could hang out at the bar and the hotel and go get food. And yes, this is definitely a partying type of group. And I love that. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> and, like, I think we met, for, like, in passing during photo op day. I think so. And what was cool is that it was just crazy great energy that day because everybody was, you know, vibing for who they had the photo ops with. Yeah. Well, both days, but it, it was just cool um, seeing everybody in that environment and like everybody just, I felt like everybody had the same kind of experience or tried to at least. Yeah. Yes, I'm very much a talker. I am I'm an extrovert to the nth degree. So I could turn to the person next to me, hi, how are you? Turn to another person, hi, how are you? Let's talk. Everybody loved it. They themselves may not have been extroverts, but they had no problem listening to me ramble on. Yeah, and I think it was cool. Like, I don't know, I'm I'm a bit of a uh, you might have gathered. I liked I like learning from conversations with people and I think my highlights were were the panels with the cast because you just learn more about the process and everybody actually I was very surprised I think my surprising moment from LucyCon was 
everybody had very like intelligent questions. Yes. Or witty or funny questions. There was no like questions where you're like, oh, they're asking something they just answered. It was more like people took that into account. People really listened and people got into line to ask questions for the Q and A's that were intelligent. If if their question yeah. ahead of them got answered, then they left the line. There was no like grandstanding for the most part. There was a few interesting characters, but for the most part, it was very like it was it was fun and yeah, most of it's on YouTube, but still, it's like. I thought that was kind of surprising because I had I really hadn't been to a convention for a TV show before. I, I've never been to like any of the like Comic Cons or anything. Not that I haven't wanted to, I just haven't been able to make it. So right. being this was like one of those conventions, I, I wasn't sure what to expect, but it turned out to be really fun. Yeah, there were there were two questions that I that I love. The the first question, I don't remember who asked it. But it was about the other floors of Lux. That was what I think one of my most favorite questions because Tom was like, you know, I, I like that the devil would be a landlord. You know, you want to have wild parties? Go for it. That would just amuse me to no end. And then um, the other one was Becky from the UK who was asking Tom about Chloe's miracle status, and it made him like bounce in his chair and giggle. I I couldn't stop laughing at that. It 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 was pretty awesome. I was like, wow, there's some really good thinkers in this group yeah and what it's interesting now that because because remember there was also you know we thought it was going to be the final season so remember all the questions were all like we were trying to get out of all the cast members not just tom like what is your next project or what do you think about it ending and then they would get really emotional now it's just it's so much has even happened since lucicon that was not even in fruition at the time that like, remember they announced, was it Leslie Ann's panel or somebody's panel? That's when they announced that they were a- adding the additional eight episodes. So at that time, it was still season five was going to be the final season. Yeah. I just think it's funny how this show has been saved twice now from being like canceled. I know. I, I think it's, I'm not quite sure what Netflix was thinking or what they're doing. And I'm grateful, very, very grateful that the show's going to go on, but I almost kind of feel, um, what's the right wording for this? It's starting to run its course. I love the show, and I, if, I, if this could continue forever, I would love it to, but you can tell the writers have their story, and they want to tell it in their own way, and, and I'm glad that they're getting to do so without having to drag everything out. Because sometimes when shows do that, you're just watching going, no, man, why? Why would you do such a thing? <laughs> There's a few shows that I've watched where I'm like, yeah, you didn't need those last, you know, that last season or two. So I, I trust our writers and I, I'm glad that they're finally going to be able to end it on their own terms, especially after that heartbreaker of season four, <laughs> which was absolute genius writing, but... <gasps> yeah I agree um <laughs> I kind of feel the same I was kind of I still kind of have mixed feelings about the season six pickup to be honest because yeah. they got the extra eight episodes for season five which yeah. they were writing and they wrote in to complete the series mm-hmm. now they're gonna have they have to rewrite they were finishing the final episode of season five before right. COVID ended. Now they have to rewrite that ending for Cliffhanger for season six and then kind of extend it further, which is fine. Yeah. But, but 
I don't want this to become a supernatural. Sorry, supernatural fans. No. Because, because I didn't really watch the show. But even those that were fans, because there were a lot of them that were also at LucyCon. Right. A lot of them even said that after season five or season six of that show, it should have ended. And it went, what, 13, 14, I don't even know, 16 years. Far <laughs> <laughs> too many years. Yeah. And so I'm fine with it being written to completion. I'm not okay with a show being canceled, of course. So after season three, when we got canceled by Fox, no. But evil. (laughs) But so I kind of have mixed feelings because I also feel like the cast and crew were kind of already feeling, talking about or thinking about their next project, their next moving on. Not that they don't love Lucifer, but it's like when they thought it was over. I don't know. How many times are you going to pull those drug out? Yeah. Yeah, I'm just curious what the, the cast and crew would think now. Um, those questions that we kind of asked at LucyCon almost, you know, a long time ago. Now, how would they feel? Of course, again, a lot of it is, you know, they can't say much, but right, it's just interesting. Um, and I guess for me, it's just interesting. I, I mean, it all comes down to the business side for... Netflix obviously realizing that it's like one of its most watched shows. Absolutely. Which is why it was which is why it was very interesting to see that nope, we're not going to do another season after season 4. Uh wait a minute, maybe we will. Um and then I think we might do a season so I'm not I'm not sure <laughs> what they were thinking over there, but I'm trying to have faith that it will work out for the best. Because the, the writers are quite spectacular. The whole cast is spectacular. I'm curious, very curious, to see how season five in its entirety will go and if all characters will be back for a season six. There's just, there's there's something that I'm like, hmm, I bet some character is going to get the axe. They can't all survive through five seasons, can they? I mean, I know who I really want it to be, but we'll see what happens. Well, I agree. But at the same time, I guess we, I guess we don't fully, they haven't fully released if uh, Rachel Harris or Kevin Alejandro is coming back for season six. Have we, do we know that? Well, Rachel Harris uh, was, uh, there was a picture of her in the Zoom for the writer's room. That's if, right. if, I, if I remember that correctly. I don't think we've seen one with Kevin, though. Because my feeling is, is I don't think Kevin might come back because he's really heavily working on being a director and like producing. Well, we know that he's going to direct the first episode of season six. Right. Uh, I don't, I don't see him lasting. Right. I, I, I like Detective Dan. I I like Detective Douche, but I feel like his character has almost run its course as, as, and I don't mean that in any negative way. I want to see him fall even further and redeem himself in the best possible way at the end of the season. That's what I really, really want to see is that somehow he learns about who Lucifer really is and he freaks out and goes off the rails, but does something so heroic to save Lucifer's life in the end. That's what I want to see. But the writers are so crazy out there that everything that I've, especially for the past season, like for season four, everything that I thought was going to happen, none of it came to be. So I'm probably way out in left field. 
No, but I, I kind of agree. I mean, I thought by, well, in season three, which let's just talk about the fact that like they knew this, the show was canceled or at least Fox knew and they ordered too many episodes. Oh, and, there's or, far too many episodes. Well, they, yeah. And which is why I think for me, season four was the best because Netflix was able to like get in and storytell. But <laughs> what I liked about season three in terms of Dan as a character was that they did a little bit more. He had more of an arc specifically with the Charlotte like character. So that yeah, together. But then by spoiler alert for those that haven't watched it by now, uh, <laughs> for those that don't know, sorry, but when they killed off Charlotte and then they made that the like storyline in season four where yeah he's gonna forever be angry at Lucifer and pretty much the world, it just kind of it got old after a while. Real quick. Yeah, yeah. And I love Kevin Alejandro. I think he's a great actor, but I just Absolutely. think it. I just think with all the other characters getting such rich storylines and he had the I'm going to be mad at everybody again kind of I know that's kind of how his character was written but at the same time when everybody else has such depth to their character and such growth for him to kind of revert back to how he was in the first couple seasons it's yeah yeah I mean and it that could be there could have been more of a storyline for him but because season four was only 10 episodes Maybe they just couldn't fit it all in, and unfortunately his character is the one who paid the price. It's possible. I don't know what the writers were thinking, but yeah, it just kind of felt like he was there. I mean, he did a little, you know, he nudged Lucifer every once in a while, but he was sort of inconsequential. And I do. I love Kevin Alejandro. I think he's hysterical. He's such a nice man. He actually reminds me a little bit of my brother in just the way that he talks, his mannerisms, his humor. I really hope they give him something really good for season five. And I'm also excited to see what they do with Ella's character in season five. I know that some things are going to go down with her. So real excited. I'm I'm curious if when they do these screeners, I know right now it's kind of remote. So they send them to people to watch ahead of time. But I was wondering when they would do that in the previous seasons or in any if they do it like other TV shows where they get feedback from those that see it. So for instance, like there's like a poll of like who their favorite characters are. And if that has anything to do for, for how they write going in the future, because oh, Ella has become like one of the favorite characters because everybody just loves Ella. And the fact that now they're kind of giving her more storyline, we kind of know some spoilers coming up right. for season five. I'm just curious if that's why they did it because she wasn't in the first season, but, but by adding her season two through now, she's enhanced. She's a character that like we needed and you didn't know you needed it until you started watching season. She was introduced in season two. I absolutely agree. I wonder if they either watch fans reaction on social media or if they get some sort of feedback from those that gets screeners ahead of time to basically figure out what are the the supporting characters that are popular you you would hope that they would do that in some form or another because they are making a tv show 
and without the fans, it won't be it won't be popular. It won't be successful. You, so you would hope they would at least play to the fans a little bit. They're gonna tease them. They're gonna give us so much angst. Let's get real. <laughs> We're all gonna be on our couches for season five, going, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Oh my dad! Oh my dad!" <laughs> but um, yes, I definitely I, I I would hope that they would look at which characters are popular and decide to focus on them a little bit more. Um, Cause I mean, May has got quite a bit, uh, you know, season three and season four. Uh, I, th- I think she got a lot more than she did in season one and two. So I- I'm excited to see the other characters and how their, their arcs are going to play out. I'm excited to dive further in. <laughs> was it season two or season three when Leslie Ann was pregnant? It was the end of season two, beginning of season three, I believe. Yeah, because she wasn't in many episodes. Correct. Yes, the the beginning of episode three, there was um, uh, there was that one episode uh, where she went up to Canada, um, and I believe, I think they filmed that as one of the extras in season two that would air in season three. I think that's if I remember that correctly. Because I believe she had just given birth or was about to give birth. So there was no way she could have been in, you know, on set for the first however many episodes. I could be wrong about that, though. Because <laughs> no. you can see her, you can, if you look real close in some of those scenes, you can tell she's got a little bit of a belly of that baby bump. So <laughs> I believe, I remember an interview at one point where she said she was seven months pregnant or something like that when she was doing some of those stunts and I was like girl you are dedicated and I love it right no the only reason I asked and brought it up was we, we were just talking about character development and the fact that like there's still been a heavily character development and storylines brought into season three and four for her character as Maze, which we love because mm-hmm. Maze is awesome but the re- the reason I brought it up is because it's like those were reasons why we didn't see her, right? And and it's so my point is to get back with like other options and mm-hmm. storylines is unless there's something in their contract or something, I'm just curious why things certain things would be written more or if it had anything to do with the feedback from I don't know the media or fans, yeah. But, if you, th- I don't know, maybe it's just my opinion, but if you think about it, they really haven't put much depth to Detective Douche. I mean, it's been, no, he's been kind of the laughing stock, even, which is hilarious to think because the show kind of has its comedic elements and Lucifer's <laughs> out there, but he's kind of been the one that's laughed at the most because of yeah. his, his character being so lost all the time. Yeah, I agree. So I just, it's either. It has to do with the contract because, you know, I just see that Kevin is really about his directing and his film company. So right. I just, I just wonder if maybe it's just like, he's like, um, I kind of, I want to do double duty, but not as much of the acting like he thought. That's also possible. Uh, and if that works for him, if it works for the show, I think that's great. We haven't heard much about, Dan for season five yet. So I don't know if they're really trying to keep something under wraps or if there's not much there to tell. We'll know in what a week and a half. 
Right. I, I don't know. I mean, we could be overanalyzing this because we're crazy fans, but... Um, <laughs> so many things are being overanalyzed at this point. I see that all the time on Twitter. Well, did you see this and this in the trailer and this and this? And I'm like, how do you people pick this up? I mean, you know, more power to you for looking at it that closely, but I think you might be overdoing it just a little bit. <laughs> I'm glad you feel the same way because I've kind of been focusing on other things because I'm like, why can't people just let the season happen? <laughs> I know. It's, don't get me wrong. I think it's kind of fun to watch. It's it's an exercise in sociology, to be honest with you, <laughs> which I find endlessly uh, fascinating. Uh, I was a sociology major in college very briefly. Um, so that's one of the things I love about social media and the fact that people, what they put out there into the, the universe it's very interesting. And I, I love some of the theories that are out there. Some of them make me laugh. Some of them I'm going, um, no, sorry, but I just don't see it happening. But I do. I just I, I'm trying not to look too far into anything, especially that the big trailer that came out because my jaw hit the floor when it came out. I was like, are you kidding me? What are they doing to us this season? So well, I'm trying I, not to have preconceived notions. True. I'm happy with the way they're going, though, with introducing Michael because... Oh, yes. Because for those that have looked up the actual comics that the show is based on by Neil Gaiman, Michael is a huge part of it, and they have only made jokes about him until this point. <laughs> so, and it's even more brilliant that they have Tom playing two characters at once. Oh, absolutely. I, I've been wanting him to do this since the beginning. The other character I really want to see is Lilith. I'm not sure if she's going to be brought in at some point or not, but I'd like to see that character. And I'm glad they they cast Dennis Has Hasbert as God. Because... Oh, so excited to see him come in. Yeah, I don't because... know what's going to happen with him. Because he was uh... president on 24 and he's the Allstate guy, but it's going to be great to see him play God. Oh, absolutely. I, yeah, there, there are so many different ways that they could go with God, and I don't think there's a wrong way. Right, considering he he's, you know, Lucifer's most hated person or being or whatever. Yeah. And, but it, I mean, because we've seen Mom, so. I loved Mom. I yeah. Loved uh, so it'll be interesting to see that dynamic um but i don't know it, it like they're introducing new characters which is hilarious but they're also like that we were just talking about how we were wanting more depth to the current ones i know it's just well, they kind of have to introduce the new characters they got to keep that storyline going somehow um I, I know there's there's a couple of characters that i believe is a new detective correct that's coming in which we don't know much about Wait, what um, there's a new detective See, I, I'm not paying attention to the trailer as much as everybody else. So, like, no, I, don't, I, to, like, I don't think it was in the trailer, but I could have sworn at one point they said there was another detective coming in. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. Um, and then there's Ella's love interest. Right. Maybe they're one and the same person. I don't know. But well, that's what I was thinking is that the love, that's what I thought when they introduced the spoiler of her it could love be. that he was going to be just part of another cop or whatever. It, it very well could be the same person. I just, um, I'm trying to, like, like I said, I'm trying not to dig too far into it so that I'm not 
disappointed that something did or did not happen. I want to go into it nice and fresh. I want to go into season five with a clean mindset and be open to whatever nonsense is about to happen to us. Right. <laughs> and then I'll sit there like I did after season four with my jaw on the floor going, but what, what, what just happened? I don't know how to react to this. <laughs> and, uh, and then be like, when's the next part coming out? Oh my. I don't know if that I'll be able to survive for that long. <laughs> well, it's going to be interesting because we're only dropping eight episodes at a time and we don't know when the second part's going to be up because they haven't finished the final. I know. <laughs> yeah. Who knows when the studios are actually going to open up and considering I just saw that um, some of the big studios are laying off a ton of people. Yeah. Warner announced yesterday they're laying off like 600 employees. Yeah. Stupid COVID. So it, it'll be interesting just to see when they can even get back to film. I know. And, and I know they're going stir crazy. I mean, they're, you know, like Amy and, and Kevin, I know they have other, you know, projects and things like that, but I'm willing to bet they, they all want to finish this. To have this hanging over your head, because when they finally do go back to filming, they have to remember exactly where they were. They probably have to, you know, they have to take care of their bodies and, and look the part again from where they left off. It, it cannot be easy to have this hanging over your head. At least right. I wouldn't want it to. As much as I enjoy... Um, you know, acting, being on the stage, teaching my Zumba classes, being in front of a, an audience and a crowd. I, I would not want this much time to go by. I would be like, I want to move on to other things or let's move on to the next part of this. Right. And um, so Tom was on an Instagram live the other day and he, yeah. and what I didn't realize, cause he, I don't think he's ever said it at any of the conventions or the videos I've seen on YouTube of the convention and Q and A, but mm-hmm. what I, what he revealed is that every night, every day, he rereads the yeah. entire script. That's insane. Like, yeah, that's how he learns his lines, but that's also like, so he knows what the characters are doing at all times. And it's like, I can only imagine like, they were, what, he said six days away from finishing season yeah. five. And so they're really close to like figuring it. So yeah, you would think that he's like, all right, you know, I was in this headspace for a while and then now I'm not. So it's kind of, I would wonder how it's going to be and how it's going to play out. I mean, Um, they're all professionals. So I I expect it won't be, I I expect it will flow seamlessly, but for them, I'm sure it's not the easiest thing in the world. And when I, when I used to be on stage and and do that kind of, you know, in theater and everything, I sort of did the same thing that Tom did. That was how I learned my lines. I read it over and over and over, uh, a script over and over, just just to make sure that I had whatever character I was supposed to be playing down pat, that I had my lines down. Because otherwise, you're the one playing the character, so you're the one who's going to know that character best. And changes, I'm sure, will are always being made constantly, especially in the film world. So, yeah, it was really... That Insta- I was nice to see him back on social media talking about Lucifer. Uh, I-, I like that he supports, you know, everything that's happening in the world. But I, I know I'm not the only one. The-, the fans have missed him talking about playing Lucifer. And whether that's just because he didn't want to get on social media because he was afraid he was going to spill the beans about Michael, which is quite possible, or for whatever reason it might be, it was nice to see him again on social media talking about his show. And the fact that he uh, 
answered one of my questions was awesome. I was so excited. <laughs> I was really fangirling it up at that point. Right. I mean, what, which, what, which question? I can't remember. Oh, so, so I asked, does Michael drink as much as Lucifer? Oh, yeah, that, that was, yeah. Nice. It made him laugh. So I'm like, okay, well, that's good. Right. Um, well, it is, I agree. I would have to agree. It was nice to see him like kind of promoting the show again, but I, it makes me wonder that because of the negotiations for season six and mm-hmm. how Netflix has everybody into an NDA or they can't say anything. Yeah. It makes me wonder why, I mean, he's really good at like, he's not, he wasn't addicted to social media like everybody else is. Right. So, right. It's probably easier for him to be like, Oh, okay. It's harder for him to even post probably, but it was nice to see him kind of promoting the show and kind of talking a little bit about where the season was going. Yeah. I mean, cause let, let's be honest. Lucifer is what made him a big star here in America. I mean, I, I've seen rush. It was, it was, he was extremely good in rush, but that was only one season. Um, so it was nice to see him caring about the fans, caring about the show again, because it, it, it almost felt like he didn't particularly care anymore, but seeing him on Instagram, you could tell, he looks tired, <laughs> and I'm sure he is. He played two characters for eight episodes, you know, 16 episodes. So I'm sure he was exhausted, and I'm willing to bet that had something to do with it as well. He was just wanting to take a break, and who could blame him, frankly? Right. I mean, him and Lauren have, like, what, the longest yeah. day? Because they're in the most scenes, so... Didn't they say something like 13 or 14 hour days or something? So. Yeah, it, it's it's crazy. I, I'm, I can't imagine anybody else playing these characters, any of these characters. And, and I think Lauren hit her stride with season four, and I'm really excited to see what she's going to do for season five. I agree. I mean, the I remember when I, I watched the video of them at – magic con yeah in 2018 it's for those that don't know go on youtube and search magic con lucifer cast uh their panels but tom talked about that because it was right before season four was being released mm-hmm. and he was like lauren's arc in the season was his favorite and we were like all right and then when it happened we're like oh now i get it <laughs> yes absolutely um, yes as much as as much as I just kind of want to strangle Chloe at the beginning of season four going, what is wrong with you? Lauren's acting was superb. I mean, she she really, there are no, not enough words to describe how awesome she was for season four. Yeah, I would agree. I think that was great. And then they brought in Graham Matavich to play two characters, which was great. Um, of course, he I haven't watched much of his work, but... Him playing Father Kenley and and Andromeda, yeah, it was just it was great. I mean, oh yeah, uh, I wanted to just punch him in the face as Father Kenley and Dromos. I just I laughed. I just laughed hysterically. I'm like, ooh, you're you you played this character very very well. It was it was almost in the realms of Malcolm from season one. That that little bit of insanity that just kind of drove the character. That's what I that's what I like in my villains. <laughs> Agreed. I mean, of course, it kind of got old with the Father Kenley, but when they did the whole dramos, you yeah. know, that I think added. Even though he was in like what only two of the episodes, you I know. Kind of, 
it it added it was great for the the story but um yeah i mean and then eve as much as people like because i know we're all we ship decker star but i think having eve in bar was just great is great as eve and i think as much as people want to ship decker star it was great that they had that storyline because it, it made lucifer develop more as a character I have mixed feelings on Eve. Inbar Levy, I think, is just delightful. I got to meet her at the LA Lucid Con, and she is, she's a beautiful person, inside and out. She's got a beautiful voice as well, but, and I've seen Imposters. She did extremely well in that one, too, so I really like her as an actor. The character of Eve, I hated to begin with. I just, it, I thought it was like nails on a chalkboard, because... When I thought of Eve, I wanted her to be the bad guy. I wanted her to be the villain because I thought, let's put a different spin on this character, which they did in, you know, completely different way than what I thought or wanted. The more I rewatched it, I, I won't say that I'm, her, I'm the biggest fan of the character, but I understand why she's there. Um, <laughs> another love triangle, triangle, which... I really hope they don't do for season five because I've had enough of love triangles to last me for a lifetime. But I think Eve was absolutely necessary. And I liked watching her go from that flighty little thing to that devil on the devil's shoulder. That's what I wanted to see more of with the character of Eve. But I thought Imbar Levy played her uh, perfectly the way that the character was written. Yeah, I mean, I think how it was pitched to the cast was that she's just the crazy ex-girlfriend kind of thing. Yeah. Which, which worked, but I think when you take into account the, you know, what she's represents, I think there was, they had room for like, what you're saying, like a little bit more of a like villain type thing, but they made, yeah. it was more in that they knew they had written Father Kenley. We didn't know that at the time. So I think once we watched it, we're like, all right, cool. But Right. Um, well, and they only had 10 episodes, so there's that, that. That is very true. I think because the formula, see, Netflix's formula has been 10, around 10, um, right. usually five seasons. So I understood why it was going the way it was going. Mm -hmm. But now that they're, it, it's proven to be one of its most watched shows, and they're like, oh, okay, where can we cash in here? I know. Um, you know, that's kind of to go back when we were talking about whether or not we would want a season six. It's mm -hmm. kind of kind of harkens back to that, where they they wrote season four knowing that season five was going to be the last. And I think they, well, wrote, they wrote season four without knowing for sure if there was going to be a season five. That that season four ending could be interpreted, uh, uh, you know, a couple different ways. It could go on if it had to. But it could also be the end, which would be horrible, but it's like a Greek tragedy. It, the writing, I thought, was brilliant, even though it broke my heart. It shattered it into pieces. Um, I guess that's true. I guess it is true, but at, at the same time, the will-they-won't-they they trope has been used in Hollywood for so long. Well, yeah. And and specifically, which is why I love that they, like, when it was on Fox, they had that uh, mention of Bones. Because Bones was, like, one of my favorite shows. And that's exactly what it is. It was, like, will they, won't they? But the, the issue I have with it is that 
spoiler alert for people that haven't watched Bones from like six years ago, but um, the Bones and Booth, the main two characters, end up getting together and they end up marrying and they end up having kids. And in those last episodes, seasons where that was actually a thing, yeah. the the viewership went down. And that's why it eventually, right. it went like eight seasons or whatever, nine seasons. Now, for me, I thought I actually liked the family dynamic because in Bones, the whole thing was that her being a forensic anthropologist, she had no like emotional depth until later, like till right. season four or five when she started dating Booth, basically. So my my opinion with keeping the will they won't they for lucifer is like how it, it how long can they go with the, the push and the pull because yeah eventually something happens i mean if if you want to make it reality it's like if something doesn't happen then people move on so i just it's kind of one of those things where it's like they can't keep doing this like no well, they, they can't because it just it, it's run its course i feel uh especially with this show I mean, it's been four seasons already. I want to see what happens when they do get together. I want to see how the characters... Because Lucifer and Chloe are two completely different characters. I would love to see that. Uh, see what happens when they get together. So either put them together and leave them together or completely split them apart and let it be done. Because I just... I, it, it gets really old. It was really cool for the first three seasons. I, I thought it was the characters had to learn. Um, and, and even in season four, they definitely learned a lot more about each other. And I think Chloe definitely has some uh, begging and groveling to do still to Lucifer, at least in my opinion. Uh, and I, I don't I know there's going to be challenges if they do get together. It's that trust issue, which I would just love to see play out between the two and see them try to navigate this whole relationship thing. But I want it to happen, and I think almost every fan wants it to happen as well. And I'm hopeful that it will, because season five supposedly is supposed to be a love letter to the fans. We'll see what happens. I've seen uh, some of the screeners that I've, I've seen on Twitter have posted. I'm trying to avoid those, because I'm like, no, no, no. I, I really don't want to know anything else about it. But unfortunately, I saw one the other day, and they said, I won't repeat it, but they said something, and I was like, oh. No, they I, they didn't truly spoil anything, but they suggested something. And I was like, why would you do such a thing? I don't want to even think about that. That's not in my realm of possibility right now, please. So I really, I really do want them to get together. Yeah, I, I think that that push and pull, that, that sexual tension is great for a few seasons, but then you have to move the story along because if not, the characters are just staying in place. They're not going anywhere. At least that's my opinion. No, I, I completely agree. But a lot of people say, let, the reason I brought up Bones is, or as an example is because, like I said, viewership went down when it happened. And then, of yeah. course, the show met its demise. But my thing was that, to me, it's not about the, the crime solving every week. No. <laughs> In this day and age, you know, there was right after the police police brutality protest they yeah. were trying to get all cop shows canceled but my point is is that se season 4 proved that it's not even much about what they're solving every week it's more about what's going on with the characters absolutely so 
for them That's to keep pretty much been the entire show, I think. Yeah. But to keep from like making some sort of redemptive quality that they've been building towards since season one not happen to this point would kind of to me be very disappointing. Yeah, it would kind of undermine the entire message of the show. Yeah. And not that like Chloe and Lucifer are the, the most important characters, but they are number one and number two. So it's like Right. The show is called Lucifer. Yeah. So, so yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's like I talked about it on previous episodes with mm-hmm. the others that have talked about the show, but I, I brought up the fact that like we've seen like the I I've noticed since season one, we've all we've seen the evolution of Tom as Lucifer, meaning like his accents kind of changed. Yes. The way that the show shot. And the same happened with Lauren as Chloe. I think the evolution oh, yeah. of them as characters and how they even portrayed the characters has changed. So why would, like, I just don't know if they keep this push and pull, it's kind of going to be very disappointing. <laughs> yes, I, I agree. But I hope, I, I, I trust that the writers would do something that would make the fans semi-happy because they have said they want to leave us with a message of hope, whatever that might mean. But for me, I, I love happy endings. I know I'm probably not going to get the happy ending that I want just because it would it would be far too fluffy for this kind of show. It wouldn't make sense with the show. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I can be very optimistic and there's enough bad things in the world that I, you want to give me angst, fine, but give me that happy ending, please. That way I can feel good, feel happy, have some hope for the world. So I really do hope that they leave us with a hopeful ending, whether that's for season five or season six, time will tell. Right. I mean, it kind of harkens back to kind of before we, we, we wrap up, but mm-hmm. we, it kind of harkens back to Lucy kind of, I kind of remember that one when, when it was Kevin and Tom, when Tom crashed Kevin's panel. That was fine. That one lady asked um can you and she named like every adverb in the dictionary about can you confirm that it's gonna have a happy ending and all kevin said was well it's gonna end and like obviously because i can't say but it was just really funny because she asked the questions that pretty much it was on everybody's mind but then the response to it was great (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and they're so what I love about watching their panels, they're all so quick-witted, especially when they're together. They play off of each other so well. It's just so much fun to watch them do anything, whether it's acting together, answering questions together, hanging out together, whatever it might be. You can tell that they really have this deep affection for each other, and it's a beautiful thing to see, which is probably why the show has been so successful because they all have such great chemistry together. And and I know there's been a lot of talk on social media and all that kind of stuff, but frankly, that's none of our business. <laughs> um, I choose to see the best because that's just kind of the kind of person that I am. And like I said, they're all professionals and I am very much looking forward to seeing them again at the different conventions, hopefully in person, whenever that might happen. Cross your fingers that it's, you know, next year. Um, But I also love that they're all now agreeing to do some of these virtual conventions too. It's just so nice to see them again. It makes me happy. 
Uh, I agree. And I'm glad, yeah, that some of these conventions are going virtual or having virtual options and people are and able to- something to talk about again. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I love it. It's, it's great. Yeah. For those that don't know, there's been a couple conventions that have gone virtual. Well, obviously Comic-Con went completely virtual, yeah. um, but they weren't at Comic-Con this year. Um, no. But uh, a few of them, if you go online, I know one was called GalaxyCon. Is it this mm -hmm. weekend? Or, yeah, that was this past weekend. Um, so you still have time to kind of in, do it virtually. So there's like, yeah. there's like basically chats and panels. So for those that are wondering and will listen to this when you have time, uh, check that out. And then there was one, was there, I missed the other one. There was yeah, one. Yeah, the first one. That one only had, um, that had uh kevin amy db and trisha uh, okay with well uh, i forget who put it on it was one of the groups in canada um and all proceeds went to charity which i thought was phenomenal nice um, and then next not this coming weekend but the following weekend a uh, premiere weekend for the show there's the dc fandom convention that's happening and i know that joe and ildi are going to be doing some kind of q a I'm not sure if anybody else is involved or not. Um, and the day after that, the the Paris Convention Empire, I believe, is is holding something the day after that. I just saw that today. <laughs> so I was like, ooh, it's a Lucifer weekend all weekend. And then there's all these other Twitter parties that everybody else is putting together, which I think it'll be a lot of fun, considering we can't get together physically and watch it. This is the next best alternative. Yeah, so I think it's cool that that has been happening. But again, they kind of have to do some sort of press leading up to it. <laughs> so um, it kind of makes sense, but also I'm glad it's coming together. So, Absolutely. well, it's been awesome uh, to chat. <laughs> um, yes, I had so much fun. I was, I, we need to do this again. <laughs> Even if I it's agree. not here, it's so nice to hear your voice. Same, likewise. So for those listeners that aren't aware what it where can i find you on social media so i am on twitter uh, my handle is diana lahotsky d-i-a-n-a-l-e-h-o-t-s-k-y so original i know um and then instagram is diana underscore lahotsky <laughs> and uh i'm i'm pretty active or at least i try to stay active anyway because it it makes me happy it's a it's a great way to meet other fans and how about the show? Awesome. Well, thanks again, Diana, for joining. Thank you so much for talking with me. Thank you for listening to Trending Topics with BB. Hope you enjoyed the episode. To show your support and join the community, please become a patron at patreon.com ttwithbb, where you can get exclusive access to episodes and more for as low as a George Washington, which is $1, and as high as an Alexander Hamilton, which is $10. Your support on Patreon would mean the world to me. And then all additional information on this podcast can be found at trendingtopicswithbbpodcast.com. And if you have any comments, questions, concerns, or inquiries, please email at ttwithbbpod at gmail.com. Thank you.